All right, all right, everybody. Good to see you guys. Let's uh, make our way back to our seats. We're going to continue in this flow uh, that we're in today. Let's pray. God, we are thankful for this opportunity to be together in your house. Thank you for your provision in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the grace you pour out. And at times, God, we really don't even know what we need other than we just can say your name. We need you. Jesus, we need you. And Lord, that's certainly the cry of our heart this day as we begin a new year together. We begin a new year, Lord, by the calendar, but I believe also, God, by your spirit, things can be new. As you've already spoken into existence, into the life of our church today, that, that new is here. We must just reach out, take it, believe it, and begin to walk in it. So God, let that truly take place. God, we need more than we had last year. Lord, we need more of you and less of us. God, increase in our life. Increase in our life. As a church, Lord, we're committing the next 21 days to pray, to fast, to seek you. And we know by your word we will find you. For you are close and you are near. And God, be near right now. Be very near right now and be big in us right now. Give me the words to say in the way in which it needs to be said and give us all the ability to hear the sound of your voice in the depths of our soul today. Our lives depend on it in Jesus' name. You believe that? You can say amen. Amen. We're listening. Today has already just been a phenomenal morning already, and we're actually going to go back in a, in a few minutes because I'm not going to speak very long. I promise you that. I'm not going to speak very long, but we're going to take some time here in just the next few minutes. Uh, our worship team will be coming back up, and we're going to flow into worship again. We're actually going to be bringing all of our New Life kids back in at the, at the end of, right at, near the end of this service because uh, we're going to pray over them as a group. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to pray over you and, and, and your families that are with you today. In your household today, we're going to have several of our key leaders here at the front, and we're going to uh, lay hands on you and pray a New Year's blessing in your life. Uh, I can't think of a better way to start the new year than to believe God for his hand to be on us and to bless us, amen, and to walk in that uh, fervently and faithfully. Uh, to to kind of just kick things off, we're, we're starting today with a, with a new series over the course of January called Starting the New Year Stronger. It's really what we're going to do over the course of the next several weeks. We're going to look in God's Word and what it has to say about how we can position ourselves to be closer to God and how we can prepare ourselves to be stronger in our faith in God. Because the devil will attack our faith. Anybody understand that? The devil will come after you and he'll attack your faith. Do you really believe? He did that to so many people in the Bible. Do you really believe it? Do you really believe it? Do you really believe it? And folks, when Jesus comes back, the Bible says he's returning and looking for those who have faith. We must hold fast to our faith. Hold fast to the confession of our faith. Amen? We must, the, the, Jesus said, those who endure to the end will be saved. How do you endure to the end of something? You have faith through it all. 
Does it mean that, that you don't feel the effects of this world? Does it mean you don't feel the, the, the punches of, of the enemy that's thrown our way? No, but we still believe and we have faith to carry on that we won't back down, amen? We're not going to be a people that backs down. We're not going to be a people that quits. So this year, we're starting the new year looking into Scripture, looking into the Word of God, how we can start the new year stronger, amen? So we're going to continue in that. Uh, join us in this fast. It's also, it's so, it's so incredibly, uh, it's just better you have, when there's unity, when more people are a part of this together as a corporate body to fast and to pray over these next 21 days. So please check out our website, newlifechurchofjackson.org, uh, later on this afternoon, and you'll be uh, given daily things to look at through the scriptures and through the word to help you. Uh, uh, in, in that time. Let's look at something real quick. Ezra chapter 7 and 1 Peter chapter 5. It's going to be on the screen for time if you can't flip there fast enough. Ezra 7, 6 says this right here. Ezra was a scribe who was well versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given to the people of Israel. Ezra came up to Jerusalem from Babylon, and the king gave him everything he asked for because the gracious hand of the Lord his God was on him. Can everybody say the hand of God? Then 1 Peter 5, Peter says this, he says this in 1 Peter 5, 6, So, humble yourselves, right here, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you or lift you up in due time, in due time. Everyone say, hand of God. Today I want to talk for just a few minutes about this subject right here, the soul needs a blessing. Our soul needs a blessing. Our soul doesn't always understand and know what it needs to reach out for and ask for, but it is longing for the hand of God to touch it. Our soul is longing for heaven to come to our earth and to express himself and to express itself in the heart of humanity. Our souls need the blessing of God. And that's not just, oh Lord, make me rich and so I can be this and have that. No, there's more to what heaven has to offer than just a little bit of money or even a lot of money. Not to say it's not good or it's not needed. It is needed to buy and go around and do things, absolutely. But our souls need more than that, amen? You could be the richest person in the world but have not Jesus and be bankrupt. Our souls cry out for the blessing of of God. And so that's what we're after today. That's what we're setting ourselves up for today, to position ourselves in a, in a, a position of, of humility, a posture of humility, so that we can truly be in a place to live this year to receive what God wants to pour and put into our life. Because it's more than just about me. Say, it's more than just about me. Come on, everybody say that. It's more than just about me. It's not just about you, it's not just about me, it's about what God wants. And it's about what God has in store, amen? And so Ezra, just a quick, quick setup, Ezra and the uh, people of Israel were in Babylonian captivity. They were coming back to Israel, to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And in other words, God was giving them a new year. He was giving them a new season, a new start. And Ezra was well-versed in Scripture. He was, it said he was a scribe. In other words, he, he, he knew, uh, he could remember all the events that took place. Uh, Pastor Lindsay's kind of that way for us in our church. She kind of remembers a whole lot of things about the life of our church. She's been here a long time. You can go back and she'll have a picture for something. She'll have, oh, I remember when this happened. And she'll pull it out and be like, yeah, here, see, there it is. And, she's, and that's what Ezra, he could recount all these events, but he was also well-versed in the scriptures, the first five books of the Bible. 
And so God was commissioning him now in this new year, in this new way, in this new season of, of what I've given you, Ezra, teach my people. Teach my people. And one of the biggest things he was teaching them was this. Let's aim ourselves and our lives to be in agreement with what God wants to do in us. Let's set ourselves up, people, is what Ezra in essence was saying. Let's set ourselves up to be in agreement with what God is wanting to say and with what God is wanting to do in our lives. And so they were coming back to this time, and that's what they were beginning to learn again and, and, and pass on to their children and, their, and the next generation coming after them. And so, and then First Peter, Peter says it, you know, hey, humble yourself, surrender yourself, put yourself under the mighty hand of God, and God's hand will lift you up, and God's hand will hold you, God's hand will sustain you. And so the revelation in this whole, in this whole story between Ezra and, and the New Testament with what Peter is teaching us is, is that we need to get the revelation and then we need to live the revelation that we need God's hand to be in our life. You hear anybody express, hey, God's hand's on me, God's hand's on you, God's hand is on them. What they're saying is that those people or that person is living in their best way to be in agreement with what God wants to do in their life. They're sinking themselves up to be with God. And whatever God wants and whatever God is saying and however God is working it out, those folks are committed to that. They're being faithful and they're being faith-filled with what God wants to do in their life. How many of you want to live that way this year? I want to live faithful and I want to live faith-filled that no matter what I have faced in the past or no matter what is in front of me in the future, I will not be afraid because fear is wants to creep in and fear wants to take over and fear wants to destroy, but fear will not win. Fear will not win. Come on, fear will not win. We will not live afraid in this new year. We will not live doubtful in this new year. No, we will live faithful, and we will live faith-filled. We have to go after it. It's one of the reasons I think the things happened so far in our service this morning. It was a way for God to say, do you trust me? Go a little deeper. Do you trust me? Dig a little deeper. Do you trust me? Do you believe me? Do you believe I have a word for you? Do you believe I have a purpose for your life? Then dig a little deeper. Don't stop where you are. No, kill that flesh of yours and press on in a little more because your soul is crying out. Your soul wants more of what heaven has to offer. Your soul is wanting to feed on the table of heaven. And we can't be satisfied with the crumbs of yesterday. Come on, church. We got to be willing to press into the table. It might be crowded and everybody might be in your seat but it's all right just bump on in there and say excuse me I got to get in here and I got to get something off of the table of God today it's not being rude it's not being crude it's just knowing your soul has got to have what heaven is serving and heaven has something great to serve us God has something great to give us and friends it's more than what our flesh can long for in this earthly world and the pleasures that exist in this world. Those things pass away as fast as they come, but the things of heaven last forever. The things of God last forever. And so, they were just setting this up. Ezra was saying, hey, let's get an agreement with what God wants to do. And so, and when we do that, God's hand comes on your life. And God's hand is able to sustain you. And God's hand is able to feed you. God's hand is able to bless you. God's hand is able to give you what you need in your life. Because God knows what we need more than we know what we need. And God knows what we need before we even ask him what we need. It's what Jesus teaches us in the New Testament. 
but we still have the responsibility to go and ask, to go and seek, to go and knock, and to continue to do so, because that's what faith does. That's what faith does. And so, just real quickly, just sum it up in these five points, if you will, really what, what I call the five fingers of the hand of God. And if you go through the rest of that story of Ezra, and you read that, chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, and so on in there, you'll see, you'll see uh, these things come out about God's hand on God's people's lives. And so the first point is this, the first finger of the hand of God and God's hand blessing our soul is this, is God's hand brings favor. His hand will bring favor. It's a, def, a, defi, a, a divine influence that no other thing can stop. A divine movement in your life, a divine inspiration, a divine touch from God that nothing else can match or stop. Favor, God's hand brings favor in our life. There are some situations you and I face, and we'll go through and, and come up against this year, there will be some doors closed that no matter how much we push on them and tug on them and try to get them open, we won't get them open. But one moment of God's favor on that lock opens it. And there will be doors that we're trying to close. There's some things in our life we're trying to put behind us. Come on, somebody. Some things, some doors we're just trying to, I don't want to see that closet anymore. I don't want to see what's in there anymore. I don't want to see that anymore in my life. I need to move on, and we can't seem to get it closed. It seems that no matter how much pressure and force we push against that door, it's just not closing. But the favor of God will close it. A divine influence in your life. How do you get the divine influence working in your life? You submit yourself to the mighty hand of God. There are some people in, that are going to come across our path that, 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 that aren't going to be good for us, that aren't going to be, that aren't gonna be in, in a good quality state for ourselves, for our own souls, and we're like, man, I don't know what to do with these people. They keep showing up, and they, I just keep bumping into them. Maybe it's at work, maybe it's in the neighborhood, maybe, maybe it's at school, and you're like, I don't need to be around them. God's divine influence will move things and shift things. How do you get the divine influence of God, the favor of God to work in your life? You yield to the mighty hand of God. Here's number two, another point. God's, God's hand does in blessing our soul is it brings completion. It brings completion. We're told in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 that he says, I am certain that God who has begun this good work in my life will finish it until the day of the return of Jesus Christ. God's work in your life will come to pass and it will come to completion. Life is built around seasons. One season will end and another season will begin. Some of us, you, you know, lives of several folks, you've gone through some difficult seasons. You've been in a difficult season. But seasons will end and seasons will begin. And what we have to do is trust God in the season that we're in. And he will complete that season and he'll bring us to the next season. It's not up to us to question the wisdom of God, the sovereignty of God. God knows it all. He knows what he's doing. What do we need to do? Submit to the mighty hand of God, and he'll bring things to pass, and he'll bring things to, to fullness. He'll bring things all the way around full circle and to complete what it is he started. Amen? Here's another point that God's 
God's finger and God's hand does in blessing our life, it does this, it brings encouragement. It brings encouragement. Now the word there, encouragement, really it means this, it means strength and courage. It means strength and courage. The Bible teaches us, the writer of Hebrews actually teaches us this in Hebrews chapter 10. He says, um, he said, let us not forsake the assembling or the coming together with one another as some people are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, especially now because the day of Christ is near. The day of his return is near, especially now. Let us encourage one another. One or let us supply strength and let us supply courage one to another. Now, certainly in the house of God. And that's what he's talking about. The context of that is talking about coming together as God's people, corporately gathering one together in the name of the Lord. He said, let us encourage one another to do that, but also let us encourage one another as we do that. How many of you have already been encouraged so far? I have. I've been, I have been encouraged thus far. And that's what's supposed to happen when we come together. We're, we come to the house of God to get strength, and we come to the house of God to get courage. And friends, we, we need to be on each other's uh, doorstep. Not necessarily literally, but figuratively. We need to be in each other's business in a way. We need to make sure this year that we don't overlook others especially those in the household of faith, that we're not just thinking, oh, they'll, they'll be back or they'll be around, they'll, they'll come back. No, we need to make sure we do our due diligence and faithfulness as the body of Christ to encourage so-and-so to be in the house of God. That's not so we can boast and say we had X amount of people and set out X amount of chairs. That's not what that's about. It's so that, man, souls are at stake. Lives are at stake. Destinies are at stake. The purpose of God in the, in, the, in the human heart is at stake. And so let us do all we can to strengthen and bring courage to one another. Amen? And then number four, this, the, one of the, the fourth thing God's hand does is, is it brings help. God's hand brings help to our life. God's hand brings help to our life. At just the right time, whatever you need, God's hand has a way of bringing the help your way. Resources, people, just supernatural ability beyond your own ability. And how do you get, how do you get the help that God can bring? You submit yourself, surrender yourself to the mighty hand of God in your life. In other words, God's hand is on you, then God's help is with you. God has already foreseen every day that we'll ever walk through and he knows what we're going to need at such and such mile marker along the way. Now the flip side of that is we don't always see it. And we don't always know it until we get there. And we're there. And you find yourself in whatever state, whatever place, whatever situation. But God knew from the beginning what you would need on that day and that hour in your life. That's why he <laughs> has a way of ordering our steps. Amen? ordering our steps. God's help comes from God's hand. I don't know about you, but man, in this day and time, I can't look but to anywhere else but to God's hand for the help that I need in my life. 
Now, can I depend on people? Yeah, absolutely. There's a few folks, there's folks around we can depend on, absolutely. But there are things in, in my life and things in my soul that, that somebody else just can't give me, but only God can. But God will then use other people, and he'll supply certain things to certain people in order for those things and those help and that, that hour of help to get from that person into your life for whatever you might need. It might be a word. It might be money. It might be food. It might just be the company uh, of the comfort of somebody there for you to talk to, whatever it might be. I had a, uh, had a uh, person I talked to yesterday at, at, at the celebration of life at, for Micah yesterday with the Vargas family. Not so many of you and others were there. I talked to a, a person who, who just said, um, told him I just appreciated what he did and how he helped other people, and he said, you know, if you ever just need to sit back on, on, on the back of a tailgate of a truck, just you and me and God, and you just need to let it out, just call me. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea how, what that means. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Just the comfort of the company of someone else. God will send that right thing to you. Talk about God's hand, living in agreement with what God wants to do in your life, Amen? Living in agreement with what God wants to do in your life. By the way, happy birthday, right? 14, 14 years old, Gunner. He like, please don't spotlight me so I won't embarrass you, but I wanted to tell you happy birthday, man. Is there anybody else's birthday? Just so people don't get mad at the preacher today. Well, he didn't wish me a happy birthday. Oh, your mother, 89 years old, right? Tell her happy birthday for us today. You're celebrating her life today with that. Well, happy. Where's Carl? You can't even see Carl. There's Carl. Carl, Carl, happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday. Hmm? Your dad? Who'd you say? Third, on the third. That's right, just this week. Yeah, happy birthday, belated birthday to Rodney Turner was this week. That's right, yeah. He's, is, you said he's old? I didn't say he's old. You said it. You said it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. She said it. I don't get in the habit of doing this because you see what happens. You forget people and you don't know everybody's birthday. But I had to tell, I had to tell you happy birthday, man. I had to tell you. God's got something special for you this year. Come on, church. Can you flow with me for a minute? God's got something special for you this year. I don't know exactly what it is. But he, I do know one thing, man. He wants you to know that you are special to him that you are special to him. And I know you, you've had, you, God says you've struggled with some things internally this last year, but, but he wants you to know that as you continue to open up your heart to him and let him fill you, he's going to lighten the load. He's going to take some burdens away. And he's going he's to just bring peace to some of the questions that you've been asking. And he just wants you to know that this really is a, a happy day. Your mom and your dad and your brother are so thrilled that you're here. This church is so thrilled that we get to know you and, and to have you in our life. And God just wants you to know, man, he's just putting a, a special uh, a approval on your life, just, just, a, just a special touch on your life that this, this year is special for you, special for you. So you expect big blessings in your life. You expect big things to come around, man, in your life this year. People, you're, you're 14 and others, adults are going to be looking at you this year, and you're, as you're speaking and you're praying for others, you're just encouraging somebody, and you're serving those in need, and they're going to look at you and see, man, there is something different on this young man's life, and you may even get that opportunity to tell them, well, you know what, it's really Jesus that's big inside of me, and, and that's what it is, and so I just know there's more coming your way. There's more coming your way. Amen? Amen. Amen.
so much more, so much more. God's hand, number five, brings care. He brings care. Our souls need care. With care comes the protection and the, and the provision and the safety and the, the salvation that God's hand can bring. There are things you and I can't see with our natural eye that take place in the spirit realm. But God has all these angels, all a whole host of heavenly angels all around each one of our lives. And they're on assignment and they're working. And it's because God cares for you. It's because God cares for you. How do you get hooked up to the care of God? You surrender yourself to the hand of God. And you let God's hand do his thing. Amen. Worship team, can you guys come on back? It's like you were just up here. But we're going to wrap. I don't know. Did I do okay? 20 minutes maybe? I supposed to be 15. We're going we're gonna to invite you folks up here in a moment. You don't have to stand the entire time. We're going to actually kind of take the last few minutes and uh, kind of row by row here. But um, those of you that are helping me pray, come on, let's, let's, get, in, let's get in spot here and get in, get in ready. There's a story in 1 Samuel chapter 30 about David. He, wasn't, he was already anointed to be king, but he wasn't king yet. Still had some time lapse in, in there, but he was still hanging in there and waiting his turn. But he had, this, had, a, had an army of men and had a community of family. And he said they had gone to, to do some, some things. And then when they came back to Ziklag, to their hometown, said they found the Amalekites had completely ruined and just, just destroyed their town. And took their wives and all the women and all the children away. <clears throat> and it said that, that all the people, all the men who were with David, said they were grieving in their soul for what they had lost. They were grieving in their soul for what they had lost. And then right around 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, we see something David does. We see what David does. David is, is crushed along with all of his men. They're crushed in spirit. They're crushed in soul because of things they had lost. And their wives and their children, they were being taken away, town burned. And it said David did this. It said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Well, you and I, the only thing you and I can do in a time when we are crushed, when we're grieving, when we lost, when we lose, when we're down, is what David taught us, is that we go to the Lord. He said he found his strength in God. When he said he encouraged himself in the Lord, meaning he found his strength in God. Our souls don't always know what they need. But what they really cry out for is to find their strength in God. 
So today as we end this service, we're going to invite you up. We're all going to just, each of us, we're all just going to be here. And we, so any one of us that are open, that don't have someone else praying, that we're not praying for, just come to us. Our guy Jeremy and Van are going to help kind of guide this. This last uh, last three weeks has been very hard for our church family, specifically two families in our church who have lost loved ones. And just last week, the second day of the new year, Michael Varghese passed, had his funeral on, Monday, on Friday and celebration of life yesterday. And they're, they're here. Aaron's up there. Vargas family's here. Not because anybody made them come, because they know their strength is found in God. Their strength is found in God. And that's really what we just want to do today is, and when we pray for you. So we just want to pray God's strength and all that His hand can give you this year would truly be imparted into your life. Nothing special about us. We just are standing here as conduits for God by the power of the Spirit to just truly touch your life. So you can stand if you want. They're going to sing. And I want you to sing as you wait your turn to come. Or you can stay seated until it's your turn. But just come. We're going to all be here and we're going to pray for you. And uh, we're just going to believe God to touch your life, to bless your life. That God's hand, here it is, God's hand will be firmly fixed on you this year and that you would be in a position to have all that he wants to give. Amen? Can we do that? Go ahead, team. Sing. Let's bring these folks up.